0: Blue Jays walk-off victory. We're talking a Blue Jays win over the Yankees. Yanks don't get to celebrate anything on Rogers Center turf just yet. It's on Locked On Blue Jays. It's right now.
1: You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Matt Bonaparte, Ben Shulman with you on your Wednesday, or excuse me, Tuesday episode. Thanks for making Lockdown Blue Jays your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, and we're talking about a Jays victory. Very exciting over a division rival, 3-2 over the Yankees in extra innings. Jays had to take it to the 10th. Jays walked Aaron Judge, which some of the fans in the in the crowd weren't very happy about it. You asked me, that's a smart move. Uh, and then the Yankees didn't walk Vladimir Guerrero, if you ask me. Not a smart move, and he made him pay. Vlad with a walk-off single off of Clark Schmidt. Very exciting stuff for the Jays, and they take game one of this series. How about it, Ben?
1: Yeah, really fun. I mean, couldn't have asked for a more entertaining series opener than I think you got the Yankees on top early. It looks like it's going to be bad, but... Uh, Vladdy, kind of in a way, Vladdy, with the help of uh, huge Yankees trade acquisition Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, uh, helped the Blue Jays start a rally when Vlad smokes a ball, but also right at Falefa uh, <laughs> and, or Kiner-Falefa, I should say, um, and uh, and that instead of being a double play, is a base hit, and then Teoscar a little bit later hits the ball off the top of the wall uh so it was it was kind of a big night for vladi overall both of his hits ended up being very meaningful
0: yeah uh yankees twitter was not pleased with isaiah connor for after that uh and maybe rightfully so as it did end up
1: hurting Although, them in
0: the long run if what? you
1: get an ikf homer You can't ask for anything more. Yeah,
0: it kind of cancels out at that (laughs) point, right? Like, he did homer, which is, like, so few and far between. It's his fourth homer of the year. He said three home runs in September, though. Four in the year, three of them in September. I think that's a pretty crazy stat. Uh, The thing that I was monitoring going into this game was the Kevin Gosman weird stat that Ben brought to my attention on yesterday's pod. Which is that he just does not allow runs to five hole hitters, and and you kind of think like okay, but like at some point, one, the stats probably not that cool, and at some point you he's gonna give something up. First of all, you're wrong. Stats insane, uh, and second of all, the dude is just going off against five hole hitters this season. We kind of talked about it yesterday. One fifty six average now because John Carlos Stanton went over four, and he was in the five hole. Uh, and Gosman as an opposing OPS of 321. what we didn't learn on the pod yesterday is that he hasn't given up a walk to the five hole hitter or a home run all year. That's crazy. Like it's not like a small sample size or anything. We're almost at the end of the season. He hasn't walked a five guy. What? That's nuts, dude. Why is nobody else paying attention to this? It is crazy. Uh, so this is what I'll be dedicating my life to for the rest of the season. Just cause I want to see it go through. Um, But anyway, he played really well against Giancarlo Carlos Stanton and kept it going.
1: Yeah, the whole bottom of the order, I mean, pretty much everyone but the exact top of the order was just held as non-contributors. I mean, IKF does hit the home run, granted. Uh, but if you go from Donaldson down, which is four to nine, six of the bounders in the lineup, the Yankees from those spots went two for twenty three with 11 strikeouts they did have one walk and one of the hits was a solo home run but I I don't even really mind that you know with Aaron Judge leading off keeping the bottom of the order quiet is so important because even if Judge does end up hitting that all-important 61st or 67 second homer if there's no one on base it's much less of a deal Um, and Gosman did that really effectively I mean Harrison Bader's a guy he wouldn't have faced in a while had no issues with him Uh, obviously guys like Oswaldo Cabrera are kind of new and not that much of a scouting report. Holds him to one for four. You mentioned Stanton. Donaldson goes 0 for four with two Ks. Jose Trevino, who at one point this year was actually hitting pretty well, goes 0 for four with two Ks. So it was good. I mean, Gosman early on got into some trouble, but he kind of used that dominance over the bottom to keep his pitch count low, and it helped him ride out into the seventh inning.
0: And how about... Him bouncing back because the Yanks scored in the first two innings there, and Gosman was pitching from behind, uh, only for a couple of innings because the Jays ended up tying it up in the fourth. But when your starting pitcher gives up a run in the first and a run in the second, uh, you know, I don't know how much more confidence you have in them. Obviously, it's not the end of the world, but you're pitching from behind and you have to bounce back. And that's exactly what he did. He ended the day with a pretty solid line six and a third innings pitch six hits allowed only two earned one walk seven k's the guy was pretty solid on the mound uh so kudos to him for that and then the bullpen came in and slammed the door which we will get to more uh in a little bit but you know going down this jays lineup um everybody was pretty much a contributor today tapia went over for 4. Springer out of the leadoff spot. I expected more, especially against the Yankees who, uh, he has played so many times in such big spots. O for five for him, but Bo and Vladdy, both with two hit games, Vladdy, of course, with the all important RBI at the end of it to win it. Uh, and then screams, this is my house. Um, which, you know, nobody was contending, but he decided to let us know anyway. Um, and Teoscar with a huge Homer. So, um, Or not a homer, but right off the top of the wall. Real
1: close. Thought it was a homer.
0: He did. Yeah. Bader, I thought was going to get it. uh, But first of all, he just wasn't big enough. And second of all, he just
1: jumped way too early. It's a tough wall. You kind of got to... You can't just jump at it kind of like a Yankee stadium wall. You kind of have to jump, like blast your foot into it to kind of bounce. He should have watched some Kevin Pillar tape. Yeah. That's... that's, You got to... You gotta rip some Kevin Pilar strategies out there because few are big enough. At, Judge could probably just jump up, but few are big enough in athletics. Well,
0: that's enough. what I was saying. I was like, if Judge is playing center right there, I bet it's an out. That guy catches close. the ball, I and
1: mean, he's like, it's close, eight feet tall. tay also hit that as far as you can without it being a home run. So, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, that. barely uh, missed a homer. Um, I want to talk about extras too. When Judge did make a really solid play in right field. And then Kevin didn't tag. I was so surprised by that because I I don't know what he was thinking. Like maybe the ball was going to drop or whatever. And he wanted to have a good jump, but I mean, he gets up to the moon. He had again, a, a ball that was hit probably as far as you could hit it without being a home run or nearly. And Kevin didn't take third ended up not mattering at all, but still I thought, you know, that's a missed
1: opportunity for me. I disagree. Honestly, um, you know there was one out when it happened if there's no outs i'm 100 percent with you here that cavin needs to tag but there was one out so Kevin tagging gets him to third you know ground ball fly ball doesn't score him it's still a base hit that scores him yes there's the factor of a wild pitch i don't really think we see that many of those in the majors so i think what kevin was doing was he was trying to score on that play because it was hit very high he wasn't going to be able to actually start sprinting until he saw it go down so knowing he would score on a single next time because he'd be running on contact with two outs. Underrated fast come...
0: guy. What? He's an underrated fast
1: guy. Yeah, he's pretty fast. And he's a and he grades out as a really good base runner, even like regardless of speed. Um so I think he was just trusting that he would score on a single, which he did. Um and trying to make it easier, it had that play been a double to end the game right there. So Um, you know, it's, it would have been nice to get the 90 feet, but I get what he was doing.
0: Okay. Let's take a quick break. And on the other side, we're going to talk about where the Jays bullpen ranks among playoff teams, but first from bet online, oops, um, BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles of analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sporting wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, head to the website or your mobile device where you can learn that bet online is where the game starts. All right. Back here on locked on blue Jays, Matt Bonaparte, Ben Shulman with you. Uh, if you want to join the conversation with us, email us locked on blue Jays, Real at gmail.com or go to Twitter at locked Jays. Give us a follow. Ben, I hand it off to you.
1: Yes, sir. Mr. Bones. Um, Blue Jays yesterday got a big performance, a bounce back performance out of the pen that at times has struggled recently. Pen is really important in the playoffs, as we were told by Alex Anthopoulos' Atlanta Braves last year. So I ask you, Bones, what's uh, your feeling on the pen compared to other playoff teams uh, in the American League? So I hand it back to you. (laughs) Um you know, the Jays have a good pen,
0: but I don't I, I think that the you know we know that the top three guys are really good, but after that is where I get a little bit worried. Like when you have to bring Mesa in, despite him having an eight and oh record, by the way, which I was kind of shocked by, uh, that's when the when when Mesa comes in is when my um confidence level shoots down. Um they, you know, they do have a solid pen, but it's just not as deep as you'd like it to be, and we've talked about that plenty, uh, especially when the trade deadline was here. Uh, but I still I think it's close to the Yankees. I think they're a little bit similar to the Yankees in that they have a couple of guys that they're a go-tos, but I, the thing that they have over the Yankees is that they have a lockdown closer guy in Romano who is just a beast. Um, and the Yankees do not really have that. Uh, but when you go around to the rest of the league, you have a team like Seattle, uh, who has Paul Seawald closing games, who is a failed starter, who used to play for the Mets, uh, and then the rest of the bullpens made up of guys who are good, but like their name value, I don't know, carries all that much weight, like Penn Murphy uh, or Eric Swanson, who have had really, really good seasons. Uh, but it's like that kind of, uh, you know, bottle it up, lightning in a bottle kind of season for those guys. Diego Castillo, who probably is the biggest name in that bullpen, has had like the worst year of any of those guys. Um, He is a 3-8-1 ERA in 49 and two-thirds innings, which just isn't very good. But they also have a guy who throws 105 in Andres Munoz, so kind of cancels it out. Uh, For the Guardians, I mean, they have Emmanuel Classe, who is just nuts, throws like 102-mile-an-hour cutters. But outside of him, it's nothing like too scary. Trevor Stefan's good. Sam Henkis is good. Karen um, Jack's pretty good. Karen Jack too. Yes, I almost missed Karen Jack. Karen Jack is solid, uh, especially when the Umps are like combing his hair. Um, he's good. The Stros—they're pretty good. The Stros are pretty good. Yeah, um, I think that they're—they're they're probably have the best one.
1: You want to know uh, who the major league leader in bullpen ERA is? Who is it? The Houston Astros,
0: yeah, the Stros are they're pretty darn good. I mean, Ryan Stanek having a one-two ERA is in September's nuts. Uh, he's not even their closer. Ryan Presley is, and he has a sub-three ERA. Um, they're they're really good, and it doesn't stop there. Rafael Montero is great. Hector Neris is great. Filmaton is, is solid. Um, Brian Abreu is really really good for them. They, they have a lot of guys that they can go to in that pen. Um, so, you know, the AL, it has a pretty, they have a pretty solid pen, like everywhere you look in the AL playoff
1: picture. Where would you put the Jays? Where do you think? So for me, I mean, I, I have Houston clearly better than them. Um, I have Tampa better than them. Tampa's the one team I forgot. I have Tampa better than them just because they're Tampa and they figure it out. Um, I probably have Cleveland ahead of them. Um, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I kind of have them at a tie with Seattle. Like if you, I'm kind of thinking about this, like if you could offer me to trade your whole bullpen for my whole bullpen, would I do it essentially? Like I would Mm -hmm. trade for the guardians whole pen. I don't think I would for Seattle's, but not because they're like worse. I just think it would be like the same thing. A net so, zero. I uh, yeah. I kind of have them tied with Seattle and then ahead of the Yankees. The Yankees healthy. I have arguably number one, um, but their number of question marks to me, honestly, at this point. Yeah, totally. Um, there's barely well, the any fact guys that they that have are to sure bring players.
0: in. The fact that they have to bring in Clark Schmidt in a game like yesterday's. Yeah, uh, where you kind of knew he was going to blow it um, shows you that much. I would probably put the Yankees last as well, just because all of the injuries right now are just, you know, they're ravishing them. Yeah. Um, Chad Green out for the year. Michael King's out for the year. Wandy Peralta's on
1: the 15 day I.L. Um, they're just getting stopped there. Nothing from Chapman. They're hoping that Britain. They're after- going to
0: DFA Chapman. Yeah. That's the crazy
1: part. And they're hoping to get something from Britain who hasn't pitched in a full year. That,
0: this That is the thing I don't understand is Zach Britain being the guy that they're like, all right, it's okay. Zach Britain's coming, guys. Like, yeah. what? Who cares? So um, Clay Holmes is good, but as you saw with the first couple streaky. of pitches last night, ball. It's it's a little bit of a you say situation where he doesn't know where the ball is going 100 percent of the time. You could um, give him Merriweather
1: and... if you want to give him a little
0: more credit. Sure, I mean, I mean, but Merriweather situation. doesn't. Oh, okay. I was. I thought. I got you. Um, the the other problem with them is that their setup guy or has been or like their big game or big spot guy has been Lucas Litke who's 35 years old and doesn't throw the ball more than 90 miles an hour, which is not necessarily a problem in itself. But, I mean, when you're giving a guy like that 55 innings on the year and you're putting that much faith in him because a guy like Aroldis Chapman cannot throw the ball or Jonathan Loisica can't be trusted, that's where you kind of run into an issue. They have had uh, the luck of, of, you know, they've lucked into really good arms in Ron Marinaccio. Uh, Scott Efros has been pretty good. Lou Trevino has been really good for them. Um, but, you know, it has
1: not. I I would probably put the Yankees last, 100%. Um, Here's an interesting exercise. I told you the Astros. This is ranked by American League teams. I told you the Astros are first in bullpen ERA in the American League. Where do you think the Yankees are? Um,
0: hmm. Like sixth
1: the Yankees are oh, I flipped it upside down back then. the Yankees are second in bullpen e r a in the american what League. um a lot of it's fueled from early season being phenomenal oh, okay. um I think an... they, they were phenomenal yeah, okay. for the beginning part of the year where do you think uh where do you think who's the next division winner Cleveland where do you think Cleveland is um like fifth, seventh? Third in the American League in Bullpen. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh who's after Blue Jays? Tampa? Who, where do you think Tampa is? Fourth. Fourth, fourth in bullpenny. Yeah, right. <laughs> where do you think Seattle is? I'm gonna say fifth. Tied for fourth, so kind of fifth. Um sure question. And then where do you think the uh blue jays are? Uh seventh. Ninth. So but um Blue Jays are much better out of the pen although they had a tough week uh than they were early in the year. I feel like some of these teams like the Yankees are actually worse off than they were at the beginning of the year. So, yeah, I don't hate the Blue Jays pen going in. I mean, for me that's we talked about this year's mm-hmm. team versus last year's team. That's such a massive improvement that I brought up when we did that comparison is Yeah the bullpen of this team is significantly deeper than the bullpen of last year's team. Like it's a good pen. They have, they have options. It's not, it's not the world's best, but it's a, it's a good pen. It's better than some of the notable pens around the league.
0: I think that's fair. I'd still say it could have been a lot better. And if the front office got their heads together, I think that they could have done something around uh, the deadline to, to make it really good. But they were like, who cares? We'll get Whit Merrifield and it'll all
1: be okay. Um, and that was. Well, uh, Anthony Bass and Zach Pop is what they
0: Yeah, I know. That. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: okay, ads. And we continue. Um, okie dokie, Artichoke. It's time to do some more over unders for today's upcoming game. But first, Ben, why don't we go over yesterday's?
1: So yesterday I made some over unders and only tracked how bones did to make me look better. Um, (laughs) so bones, this is how, uh, you did. Uh, there were five different questions. Two of them centered around Kevin Gosman. You got very unlucky um, (laughs) in this respect. Uh, or, or you could say that I put out elite lines up to the listener. Uh, Kevin Gosman, seven and a half strikeouts was the over-under. Bones said over. He struck out seven. Exactly. Shame. Uh, One strikeout away from it hitting there. That's a loss for Bones. My best line of the day, innings pitch for Kevin Gosman, six and a third over-under. I didn't do a third and a half of anything, but I guess I should next time because that's to push. Kevin Gosman goes exactly six and a third innings. He probably could have gone more it was probably not a good idea to do so they took him out at 94 pitches um so that's unfortunate that brings you to an 0-1 and 1 hits from the five hitter you didn't know before you do know now so you projected there would be a hit from five hitter Giancarlo Stanton um you did specifically say i'm predicting hit if it's Stanton and not if it's Stanton. No 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 Donaldson Oh I'm you saying. said it was Donaldson okay well, regardless, the five hitter one hit list. So you are winless so far. two and one. Whit Merrifield came into the game on a hot, hot streak. You said, let's keep it going. Over on half a hit. Wrong. O for three, wit. He goes down. You go down to oh three and one, but that's okay. Uh, because you did pick up one win. I think I told you wrong before the episode, you did pick up one win. you predicted that Aaron judge would not have his special night. You said the under on Aaron judge home runs, which feels like more of a win for the blue Jays side of the zoom room, but um, it is a win for you in the betting world. So you go an impressive one, three and one
0: (laughs) shut up, man. Um, (laughs) By the way, if you're wondering, it didn't matter if it was Donaldson or Stanton. Donaldson also went over four. Yeah, um but won. it's time to get to the lines for today. You know, if you're better, you know, don't first don't take any advice from us because we're two goons. Uh, also you can't get these lines anywhere, so it doesn't matter. Um, but you know, on this show you gotta be like Dion Waiters, you know, just forget about yesterday, just keep shooting. He check. Um He check him. All right. Uh Jose Barrios is pitching tonight, Ben. Over under six innings from Jose. Last start,
1: he had two and gave oh, up a yeah, bunch of right. runs. I go under. I, I don't think he has a terrible start, but I don't think he has a great one. I'm going, like, mid fives.
0: Beneficially thinks he's going one inning, ten earned runs. Um, it's true. It's exactly what it we, go, <laughs> we go to the next line.
1: Um, Over under six Ks. Over under six Ks. I'm going to stick with the trends and I'm going to say under, uh, if I'm going to go under on the innings, I think I'm going to go under on the K's. He has struck out far more guys at home this year, but we, we chronicled recently how it's still not even a strikeout per inning at home, which is kind of crazy for him. So, uh, I am going to say that he is under those strikeouts. Do you,
0: how many innings do you think he goes? If I may ask,
1: Five, like five-ish. Five to
0: five oh, okay. and two-thirds. All right. Well, you think he's going to come close to my
1: line. Yeah, I think he's going to do all, like, five, you know, like a five-innings, three-run start, and they're like, okay, let's take him out now.
0: Okay. Um,
1: Blue Jays over under one and a half home runs. Jamison Tyone on the mound for the Yankees. Gives up a good number of homers. Um 24 homers this year is not little. Barrios is at 29. Yeah. I'm going to say over. They didn't homer yesterday. I like their odds against Tyone, who I believe they've hit pretty hard this year at times. He's given up a lot of homers. Yeah, I'm going to say over.
0: I will say this. uh, In his last start, Tyone did not give up a homer. Uh, and the last time he played the Blue Jays, he gave up one homer. And the time before that, that he played the Blue Jays, he did not give up a homer. So, do it's it a that tough. I mean, two room.
1: homers is a tough bet to go after. But I gotta, you know, like you said, it doesn't all, it
0: doesn't just mean Tyone though. Like the bullpen giving up a home run counts.
1: Okay, well, Tyone's a big factor still, obviously.
0: Yeah. Uh All right, last line for you, Mister Ben last uh, blue jays bullpen over under two runs allowed bullpen for the jays today yeah i'll go under all right okay. i was just testing your integrity on your uh yeah previous <laughs> i it's
1: mean right. i would uh, on most days i'll bet they give up under two runs and like and i'll be able to make up for my losses on the rare days they do
0: facts true Uh, All right, well, that's all the time we have today on Locked On Blue Jays. Thank you for making Locked On Blue Jays your first listen today. Now, we got a guy, he's an MLB expert. His name's Paul Francis Sullivan. He has a podcast called Locked On MLB. Go make it your second listen. He brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. It's the number of daily league-wide podcasts, Locked On MLB Odyssey, YouTube, wherever you get podcasts, go there. We'll see you later.